Well, hello. Welcome to First Person, a podcast brought to you by Coleman FBC. I'm Chuck, and during the next few minutes, I'll join you, the listener, as we meet and get to know others in the First Baptist family. Together, we'll learn about them, their families, and what brought them to Coleman. First, I want to thank the production team of Karen Harmon and Vance Donahue for their help in making this podcast available. So I'm joined today by Nikki Vinson. Nikki and I work together. Nikki is a big part of First Baptist Church, she and Matt, and their son, Lucas. They've been, uh, how long? I don't know how long you've been with us, but for a good little while. We've been here since November of 2020. November of 2020. So uh, Nikki um, is is one of a integral part of our staff. Uh, she works as Tom's assistant and trying to keep him headed in all the right directions. And then she works with our greeter ministry and and helps in, in student ministry as well. Is there anything else that you... Benevolence you're... ministry. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. We Recently had a la- took that over. Yeah. One of our ladies retired, Julie, and, and so Nikki does that. So she wears all kinds of hats and does all kinds of things. But I thought it would be neat for you get to, to get to meet her uh, because she is an integral part, as I said, of a lot of different things that we do with greeter ministry and all the different ministries that she touches. Um, she comes in contact with a lot of people. And I just think sometimes it's good for you to know the people that you're serving with, and it's good to know the people who are leading the ministries that you're involved with. So, Nikki, thank you for setting aside a little time to come. And I almost feel like I'm I'm taking you to the dungeon here to— mm-hmm. It, do, it felt that way. It felt that way. We have our own little studio set up behind the quiet room, and it's a long walk, and everybody's used to it a little nervous. But thank you for being a good sport, and thank you for being willing to come and talk to us. I appreciate what you do, all that you do for Tom and for me and for all of us, really, you do a great job. And so tell us about Nikki. We want to find out about you. We'll find out about your family and that kind of stuff. But tell us first where you're from. I am from Coleman, Alabama. Hallelujah. <laughs> So you grew up in Coleman, right? I did. I grew up here at First Baptist. Um, I think I was four when we started here. Okay. Um, Stayed until, I think, 17, 18. Kind of went to college. Went to a small little church in Hansville for a while. And then moved, of course, different colleges, different cities that I went to. Um, Ended up in Muscle Shoals for a little bit, working in children's ministry. Um. Realized very quickly during COVID that that's not where I was supposed to be. Um, and now I'm here. I'm back again. I'm, we're glad that you're here. So tell us about your family. Do you have sisters, brothers? I have two brothers. Um, one brother lives here. And then I have a half brother that lives in Florida that most people don't know about. Okay. So. And then your mom. I've mm-hmm. met her. Tell us about your mom. My mom is Karen Kleins. That's how most people know her. She's Karen Spiegel now. Um, she worked at the high school for 25 years as a oh, secretary. Wow. So she retired, I think, when I was in second grade from the high school. So most people know me because of my mom. Oh, I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I imagine anyone that works at the mm-hmm. at the high school uh, here in, in Coleman or a town like Coleman, then everyone would probably, especially, oh my, the secretary or or working in the office or whatever, man, that would be a, that's a visible place. So mm-hmm. yeah, so, so that's neat. So now that your mom's retired, what is it that she does? She works at 7th Street Okay, as the secretary. So you, well, I guess, I guess you and her get to have some <laughs> yes. interesting conversations. Is that yes, correct? Yes, it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you, 
grew up here, right? Is your extended family from here, grandparents or anybody? Um, they used to all live here. So my mom's family moved here when she was four. Um, my uncle Kevin worked here at the church as the minister of education in the early 2000s. Okay. They're actually the reason we came to First Baptist. Um, he moved on a few years later to Mississippi, and then my other uncle lives in Decatur. Okay, so yeah, so so your roots are deep here mm-hmm. in the in the yes. Coleman, and especially at First Baptist in yes. the Coleman. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've heard you talk about growing up and then choir tours and doing different mm-hmm. things like that. So, so you've been part of the framework for a long time, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. And so, you moved away, moved away, and then somebody else comes into your life. This other person. So yes. tell us how you guys met and how all that took place. When I was at that church in Hansville, we um, were going on a mission trip to Guatemala. We were short a few people. So the missionary that was in Guatemala reached out to um, her former youth pastor and said, hey, we've got a group coming and we'd love for some of your family to come to help make this trip possible because they don't have enough people. Um, and it happened to be Matt and his dad. Um, Matt was not supposed to originally go on the trip. It was supposed to be his mom. Um, But through divine intervention, Matt was on the trip instead. So we met in the Huntsville airport um, and were pretty much inseparable after we got home. So is his dad in ministry? He is. He's now the pastor at Center Grove Baptist Church in, I guess, Gold Ridge or whatever that I area that. I don't, I'm glad you told me that reminded mm-hmm. me of that because I had forgotten that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've got a good friend that served up there and uh, been familiar with that for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, so that's good. So his dad's now the pastor here. Okay? Yes. Yes. And, and OK, that is cool. So you've mm-hmm. got you have a granddad here. right? Yes. yes. Yeah. And a We've got. Yes. All the grandparents all are in Coleman. So. <laughs> OK, so you guys meet mm-hmm. divine providence, I would say that was that's a, yes. strictly a God thing. And so. Uh, in the way of a mission trip. So that's just a neat. And then, uh, so you got married. Did you get married here at First Baptist? We did not. We got married. Um, my mom attends Lake Katoma Baptist Church. We got married there, um, mostly because the church I was going to at the time didn't really have a good spot. It was way out there in the county, didn't really have a great spot for a reception, and we were going to, we wanted to have the reception at the same place. So. I see. Yeah. That's neat. Mm-hmm. So Lake Katoma was where where the wedding was. It then. was, yeah. yeah. Now what were you, let's see, you've been married, because I think you told me the other day, you said three years? Three years. Three years. Mm-hmm. Bless your heart. You're just, a, you're a <laughs> child. <laughs> no, you're young. That, that's great. And so, and then yeah. along comes at some point. Along comes Lucas. Yeah. And yeah. now war, your life is never going to be the same. Never going right? to be the same. He's he's right. He's a cute, cute little fella. I know Thank he comes you. by. From time to time. Mm-hmm. So what does Matt do work-wise? What does Matt he... works at Core Building Products okay. in Hansville. In Hansville? Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't, wasn't sure where he worked. And so um, so you guys landed here at First Baptist. We did. And so now, uh, and we've got Lucas. So now tell us what all, uh, how that's been. I know you're helping the student ministry, right? Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Um, students have been my passion for as long as I can remember. Um, I spent... Four summers working fuge camps. Oh, okay. Um, so it's I knew pretty young, I think nineteen or twenty, that the ministry is where the Lord was going to have me. Yeah. I wasn't sure in what capacity it was going to be, but um, yeah, I'm just glad glad to be where He has me right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that that BJ would say that you're a huge help to 
to his ministry. I know he, you know, bounces things off of you and mm-hmm. and gets input from you. And so, I, but I had forgotten. I, but now that you say that, that you you participated, you know, in centrifuge camp. So mm-hmm. tell us about that. How did that come about? Um, I went to camp one year with that once again with that church in Hansville and. Um, just that summer, it was like, okay, Lord, I think this is where you're going to have me. I spent four summers there. My first summer, I was a Bible study leader at Ridgecrest. Um, and then my next three summers, I was the financial director. So I handled all of the all of the receipts and the money and ran the store and did those things. And uh, it was great. I worked at um, West Palm Beach and, and Hilton Head Island my second summer. My third summer, I spent at Glorietta, and then I finished my last year at Ridgecrest again. Wow. So that's cool. Well, you know, our pastor spent some time at Central. Yes. Did y'all's paths ever cross there? No, no. He, really? I think he was he was done way before I ever got started. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, he... Yeah, he was the camp. He he was the pastor of Centrifuge mm-hmm. Camps. I, when even as far back as when I was a student pastor, we would take kids to Centrifuge, and it was just a great camp. It, yeah, it, it is. I love it. And I'll maintain. I'm, I will always say, and I'm sure it's that way now. Nobody could do camps like Baptist did camps. Mm-hmm. And what was neat about it, I always thought, was that the, um, you know, like you might go to a camp somewhere and they might bring in famous personalities to lead worship or, you know, or to speak or whatever. But the way that Centrifuge was constructed, where the people who actually worked at the camp and counselors and those students, they were so involved with the kids. They mm-hmm. were their group leaders and all, and that kind of stuff. And so, man, they, I just always felt like that the that kids were so impacted by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and the staffers were impacted as well. Oh, That's, yeah. I think I grew more spiritually my that first summer. It was, I don't know exactly what it was, but it just, there was a fire that was lit. That yeah. Did you get it, homesick? I, no, not at all. <laughs> It, in fact, every summer leaving, it was it was very hard, and the whole staff would be so just not ready to go back to the real world because you were in the spiritual high for two and a half months, where you're with a group of other believers that you're all working on the same mission. Yeah, and it, and it, and you're isolated. You're kind yes. of getting this. I don't know what it is because see, mm-hmm. I, I sang in groups and we traveled, mm-hmm. and when we traveled like that and went to churches, and like I said, well, we were all in this this little group and it's kind of, it doesn't take long before you just kind of like, you know, the whole world's going on out Mm -hmm. there without you, but it doesn't really kind of matter. You're just doing whatever it is. And and just like you said, you do grow a lot by it's serving when you Mm -hmm. serve like that and you see God at work, Mm -hmm. it it just, it empowers you. I mean, not you, but you feel empowered to do um, what he's called you to do. So, you're here now. Now tell us about your, I kind of gave a thumbnail sketch of your, of what you do job wise here, but tell us kind of what you do in Nikki's words. Um, so I do, I'm Pastor Tom's assistant. So anything that he needs, I'm there for. Um, I do the bulletins each week. I handle our first impressions team. Um, I head up the benevolence team that meets on Monday mornings. Um, and then lots of other random little tasks that are sent my way. <laughs> and there's quite a few of those, huh? Yes. Well, let me ask you this. So now we've all, you've alluded to and referred to that, you know, you grew spiritually and mm-hmm. uh, while you were 
you know, working at Centrifuge. But I always ask folks, because and, and I, we enjoy hearing and getting to know. Tell us about how you became a Christian, how mm-hmm. your, what your salvation experience was, and how you came to know Christ. I was pretty young. Um, we were on our way home from church one night, and my brother was in the car, and he said, Mom, I want to ask Jesus into my heart. And I he was a couple of years older than me at the time. And I was like, oh, I think I do too. And so we came back to the church and met with um, the children's minister at the time, Becky. Um, and that night, I want to say I got head knowledge. I don't want to, I don't know necessarily that it was a heart change. Um, I think that came later when I was about 15 years old on choir tour. Um, just listening to another girl's story that it really set in. And I identified with her story a lot. Um, and that's really when my heart began to change. Um, I, but I remember this one specific night. I was in college at UNA at the time, and it was a revival service maybe or a mission service. And I just felt the Lord like a call to ministry at that point that I'd never felt such a strong strong sense of this is what you're supposed to do with your life. Well, so many people, you know, they accept Christ or at an early age mm-hmm. and we ha- I have people say that nor- more times than not. Um, but I do think that most of the time, and I believe in salvation like that. I mean, I believe as a young person, God can do that, whatever. But then by the same token, there's an understanding that comes about mm-hmm. at, at some point. And then when it comes to when God calls you to do something, there's a, a difference that happens. It's like an understanding of all this. It kind of makes sense. It mm-hmm. says, oh, okay, you saved me. And now you've called me to do mm-hmm. what? You know, you feel, you know, you sense that. And and you find that, that God puts a, a calling on your life. Mm-hmm. And that's a wonderful thing. I mean, I know that you know, just in my own life, I mean, God has just, he's worked in so many ways. I kind of describe my ministry experience as a younger person. Um, have you ever been bowling when they put the, the little guards up? Yes. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I'm, I'm, I, when when you're younger, a lot of times, and I was kind of this way. I knew a sense that God wanted me to do something, but I was kind of like, you know, and I was on that path. But I was it, because of me, I would just kind of veer over here, but bong, mm-hmm. bounce over back over here, or bong back over here, you know, and to to stay on the path. Um, but God, God's using you in a great way here. I feel like I I had the experience of of being. In the thing Saturday morning, this past mm-hmm. Saturday morning, what is it called? The thing that you gospel just gospel to everyone, gospel to everyone. That's exactly right. We've been participating in that here, and uh, Nikki kind of headed that up, made it all work. I guess I know you and Paul Levering. Yes, we worked together very much. On it that. was a great thing. So we Thank had how you. many? We don't know how many. How many went out Saturday morning? I think it was about one hundred people. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they had it mapped out for us to go and, and put materials out and. Uh, so we're able to get a witness to everyone in our area. Mm-hmm. And we had, what, close to a 1,000 packets to give out. I think so. Yeah. So it was a great day. And then you helped Rebecca yesterday. We had our I did with Easter egg, egg hunt. So, mm-hmm. See, you get drug into everything, right? <laughs> uh, but So tell us about that. How did that all come about? The, the egg hunt or yeah. the gospel? The egg hunt. The egg hunt. Well, um, I also am the staff member that's over the social committee or the social team, I think is the correct term. Um, And so anytime that we have a breakfast in the point or the egg hunt or 
anything that requires volunteers. Right. Um, that's kind of what the social team is there for. So I, I worked with them to make sure that right. we have people there to do things. And then also Rebecca and Bree were so, they had to make sure that everything was ready for the egg hunt, that I was there to help make sure the tables got set up for the food and that, you know, we had volunteers there ready so that people could get fed. Get fed. And that is important. Yes. But it was a huge collaborative effort on a yes. lot. I mean, it, it, that's a big event. It took a whole big, you know, just mm-hmm. everybody had to do their little piece, whatever their piece was. Yours was a big piece. But but so just in listening to to us talking, if people are kind of paying attention, they're going to realize that, well, Nikki is involved in a lot of different things, um, which is great. And I guess the thing that that I want people to know and I want people to be aware of is uh, our staff folks and like you as uh, as uh, all the different areas you're involved in as a wife and a mom on top of all that kind of stuff that people need to know about Nikki <laughs> and they need to pray for us, right? Because mm-hmm. and we need to pray for you that the things that, that you're involved in that, you know, things that they work like they're supposed to for good health, for, for Lucas to stay mm-hmm. well. He's in school here still, right? Here yes, he's in the two, one-year-old class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it takes, having been in ministry all these years, I know this, it takes a special spouse to make that make that happen. So, mm-hmm. um, But I'll just tell you, you're a blessing to me, and I know a lot of other people. Well, thank and so you. I thank you for being here. I'm so thankful that, that God worked it out for you to come be part of our ministry staff here at First Baptist. And man, I look forward to see what God's mm-hmm. going to do. He's doing a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I look forward to seeing what he's going to be doing in the future. Do you have anything else you want to tell us? Well, Karen told me to surprise you with a story. So oh, I'm no. going to okay. tell you a funny story about when Matt and I met in Guatemala. Um, they had this sign that they had just put up in um, this town called Chiquimula, and it's a plastic sign. But it's one that looks big enough that you could hop on. And, you know, in the U.S., if there's like a sign with letters, usually you can hop up on them and it's fine. Well, this was not. It was plastic. I hop up on the queue and it breaks. And I was like, I think I'm I think I'm about to be arrested in Guatemala. Come to find out it was fine. The translator worked it all out. But it was. So you're you're an international criminal that, you know, I've heard I might be. So, but I've been in Guatemala since and everything's been fine. Everything was okay. Yes. I've been back twice. So so, I'm going in July. We'll see. I'll keep you updated. (laughs) So who are you going with? Oh, you're going with 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 the students. The students. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's right. Yeah. I remember hearing them talking about BJ and that Mm -hmm. group going. So, so you've, you think it's safe to go back in? I think so. Well, I'm glad they didn't keep you. Me My too. Goodness. I was I was really worried. <laughs> I could see why too when you something like that in a in a foreign land. Yes. You know, so well, I'm glad they didn't keep you. And thank yeah. you for being Nikki, and thank yeah. you for being with us today. We appreciate mm-hmm. it. It's great to have you. Thank you for listening to First Person. I want to encourage you to share this podcast with friends and family.